Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, uh, McCool Hardman on the IR. We'll learn more about that perhaps at 1 o'clock. Andy Reid will speak to the media again yesterday. The news, he's on IR, abdominal illness. Uh, perhaps some details coming our way in a little while. Also, Juju Smith-Schuster, not surprisingly, not practicing uh, today. He's not going to be playing on, on Sunday. Concussion protocol. I really think that based on the way the Tua injury handled, every team is going to take that extra week with they any should. concussion. They should. Not a bad thing, right? And Juju has had multiple concussions in his career, and every single time he's had one recently, he's taken a game off. He's missed the following game, usually back in action the week after that. Probably good that they're taking some time just to make sure that he's all right. Next up on what training, the Titans offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, got a DUI after the game last night in Nashville. Obviously terrible uh, coming out of there. They they haven't released details yet. I think the arrest was at like 6 a.m. He got booked at 6 a.m. So he was, after their win against Green Bay, really wor- like really going through well, town, apparently. They, yeah, I mean, the game, oh, I was, the, game was, the game was in Green Bay, so they flew back to Nashville. Who knows when That's they got true. Next. I guess they could have gone either, back. Either way, it's still not. Clings mentioned on, like, those, like, 3 a.m., like, those those night games. I think a lot of times the flight's scheduled to get back into, like, 2, 3 a.m. So it's probably, like, a couple of hours after that. But as we well know, really terrible news out of, t- out of Tennessee, obviously. And it'll be interesting a situation to keep an eye on for them going forward. Next up, we know the World Cup gets going in just a couple of days down in Qatar, and the stadiums announced today they're banning alcohol. <laughs> so why is that a big deal? One, one is like you're going to enjoy the sporting event with alcohol, without alcohol, but also Budweiser spends like $85 million for their partnership with FIFA, and now they're finding out 48 hours before the first match that their product can't be sold in the stadium that's problematic uh but you know what fifa deserves every bit of a mess they might have for the next couple of weeks after how they, they do this about themselves their, uh corrupt nature of the bidding process for cutter to have a world cup and all the issues that are going on there around building these sta- stadiums anyway so i don't i don't feel bad for fifa sucks for budweiser though they spent 85 mil that would be a bit of a bummer but also again even set bladder which by the way twitch for me be like you know i made a mistake probably giving that one to cutter like well you did it though it was you you took all the bribes. You can't be like, oops, a daisy. I wish we hadn't sent it there. It's far, far, far too late. Next up on what's trending, the new Minnesota Twins uniforms are out. All right, so there's four that they released. I think one is good. That That's the way I'd put it. The one, if you see the graphic, it's up on MLB on Fox on Twitter. The one on the right, not bad. The kind of blue with the Twin Cities, the script, I like. The other three, not so much. I downright hate the new style of the M on the hat. The previous cartoony curvy one was better. 
I don't know if this is just one of those we hate all new uniform situations, but yes. they're out if you want to so, see them. I like the one on the right, the far right. I think the other three suck. That's a huge part of it. We, we've had this discussion about you, new uniforms. A lot of people always hate them, but I will. The, the M is weird because it, it's it's too much like the Mariners. Marlins. The, the, well, I think the Mar- Mariners one too. But yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's like the the Marlins yeah, M is kind of that similar. shape. Yeah. Get your own M. <laughs> There's a lot of different typefaces you could have chosen. Why the hell did you choose one that's wanted, so man? That's what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, uniforms. People get bent out of shape about them, no matter what kind of how it goes do you think the royals ever do like a full redesign of the uniform it's just so classic i don't think so i feel like the connect one sold really well did. people really liked those but i don't think they're ever gonna make those like permanent uniforms i feel like we're in a unique spot i don't know if it's a, if it's just how you know the history behind both of our franchises the royals and the chiefs but we're, we're two organizations that i don't know if they'll go away from some of those traditional elements you know, we've, we've heard from Clark Hunt on the Chiefs side of things. They're not really too keen on changing much with their uniforms or helmets. You know I've been asking for a matte helmet for a while. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I feel like it's kind of for, for both teams. I don't think both either organization is really interested in changing too much when it comes to that. No, the Chiefs have made it very clear that they're not interested. Lastly, also on What's Trending, yeah. all three of us decided to bet on the Green Bay Queens University of Charlotte yeah, Royals game. Looking? The not under's good. not looking good, Nick. Not good. It's not looking good. Now, however, I did put some money on Queens University of Charlotte Royals uh, minus eight. So currently that's covering. But the uh, the under's not looking so good, Nick. I, I got bad news. Okay, we're, well, how, how bad we're at is it looking? We're at 108 points, and we all got it at 136. So how much, how much time's left? Nine minutes. Oh, it'll slow down. <laughs> We're, We're fine. facing to lose. <laughs> We're fine. We're pay- I don't know, man. And Gold Boss's first half under, I think, on that game. I love how Cody just shares every bit of information. I, did you, you going to mention the two bets that I already won this morning, or are we just going to only mention no, the ones those. I lost? Okay, just checking. I was just mentioning specifically this game because this was the one we all had something involved in. Oh, yeah. Good job. You won on the pin? I don't remember the one you won on this morning. Niagara game. Niagara, that's right. You won that first half Niagara line. That's what's trending here on Cody and Gold. Dude, when college college basketball season is the worst for sports betting, as far as just like me making random sports bets, what the hell do I know about the University of Queens University of Charlotte Royals? And what I know so is much. Nick looking them up on Kim Palm and then deciding that the team they're playing, Green Bay Phoenix, is the worst ranked team in the entire country, according to that. And Queens University, while ranked like 240, is 100 spots better than them. So that seemed good enough to... And, and Green Bay ran a miserable offense, so that seemed good enough to bet it. <laughs> Turns out three games into the season, we don't know every single thing about all of these teams. Yeah. Gold's a nice, solid 500 start to his day. He's doing all right. We uh, will have Rob Collins from Fox 4 join us in studio coming up at 1 o'clock as well. So you're going to hear from Andy Reid, and then Rob Collins will be in studio uh, and I, I never look. I he brought chili last time. There's no chili being brought in. Maybe maybe today it's cold enough in the studio. I might start drinking that bourbon. I was gonna say that we probably should bring the bottle in. Yesterday was wine wine day. Wine Wednesdays moving forward. Yeah, Nick, are you back on board for wine Wednesdays? When was I ever not on board? For I don't know. Wednesdays. I think he was fully on board. Next yeah. week, gold's out. But you and I will be here on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that's, that's a common a drinking Friday, holiday, and yeah. that's basically a Friday. Even better for Wine Wednesday, and we don't have to share with three people. There'll only be two of us. <laughs> so Wine Wednesdays get a little. Sure, a, half, a little crazier. You just get a half a bottle. Hell yeah. Let's party. <laughs>
We had Paul Churchin on the show yesterday, and we were talking about this Chiefs backfield situation from a, a fantasy standpoint. And he had pointed out that Isaiah Pacheco you know, had 16 carries, which is more than Clyde has had in his last 20 games. And Clyde has had one catch in the last month as well. From a fantasy perspective, I still just, honestly, I'm just, I don't trust anybody in the Chiefs backfield on a fantasy football end. I think you could do better. I don't think you can rely on them because I know Eric Bieniemy yesterday mentioned the the hot hand comment. Uh, we've talked a ton about that uh, with, with Pete Sweeney earlier today on the show. I still don't think you can rely on any of them from a fantasy end. Now, from a Chiefs production end, just as long Isaiah as Pacheco, one of them is going well, who cares? Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco is going to get the start Sunday night. And if he gets off to a good start, then I think it's going to be extremely difficult for Clyde to get on the field. If for whatever reason, Isaiah Pacheco and the running game is not effective, then I expect we'll see Clyde have more than the six or eight snaps that he had a week ago. That to me is how it's going to play. I believe in it to a certain extent. Are you sure? Extent. Because his has been ever yeah. declining. I understand you have a good argument in the, they've pretty much always done committee over the last couple of years for the most part. But over the last like six games, Clyde's is slowly going down. Not like he's going up, down, up and down. He's just slowly and steadily six games in a row. His target share, his carries, it's all going yeah, no, it is. down. Uh, it is, but also the reason why I still think Clyde at some point will be a guy that gets an opportunity again is Pacheco had 16 last week, but let's not act like that's been the norm either. <laughs> He had five the week before, eight the week before that, two, and then one. So it doesn't take – it's not like we've seen for four straight weeks Pacheco sure. getting 16 carries. Yeah, his hasn't grown the way Clyde's has declined. Really, Jarek McKinnon's the steady and, force. And also in between there, they passed the ball 68 times in that one game. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, so that skews that skews the numbers a little, a little bit. But, yeah, it's, it's Pacheco's job. It is his job, and if he goes and takes advantage of it, then it's going to be really difficult. I think he's the really backup. difficult for for Clyde uh, to get opportunities. I don't believe in any of the hot hand stuff. I think he's the backup. Well, like yeah, I just uh, Pacheco is the starter. No, but I, I'm just saying, like I think he's the backup to the point that we're now talking about. Yes, there'll always be a share, as in there will be some yeah. touches for Clyde edwards alaire But I don't think it's anywhere close to like, oh, one week Clyde will get the most. No. Pacheco's going to get the most every single game the rest of the way, and I think it's more like a 70-30 split in their role. And Jarek McKinnon's still going to get his in the middle. I'm just saying between the two, I think Pacheco, for the rest of the season, will out-snap, out-carry all of those things, at least to a 2-to-1 ratio over Clyde Edwards-Alaire the rest of the way. You're you're probably right in the sense that, is he really only going to get two carries, or he got zero carries and two pass attempts his way? I don't think it'll just be zeroed out with no yeah, nothing like, there. I, I, but I, I also think his role is significantly diminished now. Well, yeah, and it, and it has been. I just I, that that part I think is is going to happen, and that's what we've seen. I agree with you. I just the I've I've heard some people act as if though Clyde is just never going to see the field again, and I'm like I just don't buy that. He's he's going to still be on the field. The only reason do you uh, this would be like real conspiracy. Like we could play almost the reckless speculation sounder. Why'd they try to put that claim on Eno Benjamin? Yeah, what would what's, I think the fast? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, more. What's what's going on there? I think they, you're about to say this, Gold. But did you hear Andy Reid's comment on it yesterday, or two days ago? Well, he claimed he didn't know about it. <laughs> he goes, oh, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> I. They, it's more like what what would the accompanying roster move be? A corresponding mm-hmm. roster move, I well, should say. Look, there's That's only two the fascinating. Op- the only two answers to that is either Ronald Jones or Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Well, they're, they're not going to get rid of their starting running back, and they're not going to get rid of Jarek McKinnon. So if they're putting a claim in Eno Benjamin, that means they either didn't want Ronald Jones on their team anymore, or they didn't want Clyde Edwards-Alaire on their they, team anymore. They were not going to cut Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Or they wanted to they make him a non-active. A, they weren't going to cut Clyde. What, because they spent a first-round pick? 
That ship has sailed. Um, the reason why Too it late. still matters is because he still is under contract next year on a rookie deal making no money. I'll take that guy making no money as my backup running back next year. That's why. There's no guarantee McKinnon's back next year. Right now, your backfield is Clyde and Isaiah Pacheco in 2023. Here's the problem. No money is usually generally accurate for any rookie making any amount of money. But because he was a first-round pick, he's actually not making no money by running back standards. $3.4 million would make him a top 15 paid running back in the NFL. Yeah, what's the alternative, Cody, if they cut them? Do we have that? Anyone else? I don't know. Uh, oh, how much would they save, you mean? They would save like a million and a half dollars. Yeah, so he's not getting cut. I mean, I don't know. That's half the contract. 2.5 million dead cap. I'll go ahead and keep... Again, I'll ask you, who's under contract next year running back? Uh, not Jarek. Pacheco. It's just Pacheco and Clyde. So, yeah, I, that's why I wouldn't... I, no, I think, I think cutting him would be kind of silly. Trading him, different story. You think you can get a random pick for him, but no, I think that, that'd be silly. Clyde, as much as we, we've... We talk about Clyde Ojolaire throughout his entire career, and he has not lived up to being a first-round pick. No. If you told me Clyde was the team's number two back next year, there is nothing wrong with that. To have Clyde as your, your number two running back, nothing wrong with that at all. All right, I'm adding it back up. He would actually be the 17th highest-paid running back this season at $3.5 million. So I don't think it's fair to just say he's making nothing. Nothing running backs make less than $3.5 million. You know, like, I'm not saying they make way more than that. There's obviously not a middle ground, but, like, you know, Patterson for the Falcons makes $5 million or Rashad Penny made $4 million or Kareem Hunt makes six. So three and a half, not nothing. I understand your point. They're saying you're only saving a million dollars by letting it go. You, if next year you go on and you want, Pacheco's the only running back under contract, you think they're not going to have to spend $3 million combined on a couple guys? I would, I would just take another one in the sixth or seventh. I mean, I, I get your point, but yeah. I would probably just go right back into the draft for a guy that I don't have to spend that much money on. They got another mountain of picks, a bunch of in the fifth and sixth and seventh again. No, you don't need to pick up his fifth year option, but. Oh, they're out, not going to do play, that. Yeah. Yeah, but play out the rookie contract. I probably would too. I mean, given the choice, I probably would. But that Eno Benjamin one still makes no sense. Because, I mean, maybe they just wanted, like, maybe they were trying to give Ronald Jones a thing he wanted. Freedom. Right? He kept saying he wanted, like, he's just, he didn't say it out loud, but he, he'd sent some cryptic posts on social media that certainly indicated, said, I sure wish I could get a release in all caps right now. I assume he was talking about being cut. So, so he could go, you know, view a new team and be with someone else. So maybe it was just protection from that because they don't want to risk if somebody gets hurt. They don't have another back behind there. But it's just, it was just, it was, these oh, are it was all, fascinating. These are all like, we were talking earlier about, you know, the future for Orlando Brown and Juju. Like they're, they're, we're ways away from it, but this offseason will be really interesting with a lot of different options, with a lot of different players that they have decisions to make. Because that's the thing. That's why you're saying, what would I do about running back? I'd save the money and I'd take someone in the sixth. Like, I know that I, I'm not saying yeah, running back. Second backs, year Pacheco and then rookie running back as the number two running yeah, back. That's fine. Yeah, and you yeah. pay Jarek McKinnon a million and a half dollars because that's what it costs every year to get Jarek McKinnon. So assuming, fine. yeah, assuming you, assuming he's fine with that. Well, he's not going to get a bunch of money somewhere else is the point. That's just not how it works at running back. Yeah, like, I but understand he's going to still be effective. Like there's a oh, lot of, sure, like there's, sure. there's a lot, <laughs> but that's, but that's like the, like I understand. And I'm not saying running back means nothing at all under any circumstance, but man, if I'm not solving every other problem before I figure out if I want to pay Clyde three and a half million dollars, I'm figuring yeah. out left tackle, right tackle, wide receiver, uh, defensive yeah, end. Like how badly if I'm they... paying Chris Jones, do I need yeah. another corner? Like Legarius Sneed. I'm doing all that before I figure out uh, what do we do if we can't pay Clyde the three and a half million. It's like I don't care if at that point we can't pay him because we've done all this other I stuff. It, but it, the number will find somebody else. I don't think it's it's not full. I don't think it's full transparency on the math of of what Clyde might actually cost. Though, so you're saying it's sure. you know if they if they cut him, they could save one point 
One, like one, $1.2 million. And I would argue then, okay, you draft a guy and then you still have to bring back McKinnon. You're almost at that same dollar amount again. Yeah, but McKinnon is his own number. I, I don't think it's fair to lump that in with Clyde. No, but like you're, st- you're still going to have to go and sign. <laughs> you still have to sign two backs. Oh, sure. I mean, hypothetically, you could also just draft one and or draft two. I don't really care. I mean, I get your point, but uh, there are so many running backs available for minimal contracts. Like, I bring up Jarek McKinnon. He signed it, this mm-hmm. year's contract is for one year, $1.27 million. So, I mean, that type of running back, a McKinnon, and McKinnon was available because he was hurt, couldn't stay healthy. That's why he's so cheap. So, and you can't guarantee he's 30. Can't guarantee that he would be back, you know, like yeah. that he'd be healthy again for you next year. But it's just, I just feel like that's a position in which you can go cheap for a little while while you spend money elsewhere. And there's so many other areas in which this offseason, I'd rather than be spending Oh, yeah, money. for sure. Like, they're I, they're pretty cheap at running back anyway, even if you're having three, oh, they million, are. three yeah. million from Clyde and Pacheco yeah, making a rookie cheap, contract. Yeah. I know, yeah, we the just The first time pick makes that. it less cheap yeah. to me in yeah. my brain, not yeah. financially, but just generally. And I'm not just talking about it, his number. I'm just being like, it's, a unit it's hard for me to say, we're cheap, we're cheap yeah. at running back, but you spent a first, I don't know that you're all that cheap. That was a big asset. Financially, yes, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to keep spinning around on this one. Yeah, but I no, I understand what you're saying. I'm just like to me, I, I have a hard time separating. Keep, I want the you two. guys to keep spinning. I have a hard time separating the two. Is that crazy, Nick? Like I have a hard time saying no. The, but the first round pick is already done. He's not lived up oh, to the first yeah. round pick. Every talking a, monetarily, yeah, pick. they don't spend a lot of money. I'm yet. talking about next year. You're in, if your entire backfield costs you four and a half or five million, I don't think that's crazy. That's all. That's fair. I mean, I I don't again I. A lot of this is I'm fascinated. They're going against one of the league's worst rush defenses this year. So I hope that we'll find out. This should be a pretty good test of how they're going to use their running backs, right? Because they should be running the ball against the Chargers coming up on Sunday. It would be weird if somehow uh, either Pacheco or Clyde, one of them just, based on the conversation this week, if if Clyde randomly ended up actually playing more than everybody thinks and had a good game, then I want to hear everybody's reaction next week. Like, I'll be then, surprised. Then what the hell are we going to ever think about know. the running back situation? Because then it really is just throwing up in the air and see, or threw up against the wall and see what sticks, because then nobody has any clue whatsoever. Yeah, we'd all be guessing the same. <laughs> like, One, uh, a team currently in the offseason, since we're talking hypothetical offseasons that are 10 weeks away, maybe more, 12 weeks away, for the Chiefs, the Royals are actually in their offseason. And while we await their eventual pitching coach hire, we know that they've got a new manager. We know that they've technically got a new guy in charge, charge with J.J. Piccolo. And there was an article over at The Athletic suggesting the five moves the Royals could make that could dramatically change what 2023 looks like for them. And there's one in particular that I love. Now, the signing, resigning Zach Greinke, for it, sure. Then they mentioned signing Jameson Talon, the, the Yankees pitcher, three years, $40 million. Sure, I'm interested. But then the one, the, the, the take a risk one, as in they put it, in the case of two words, get crazy if you're the Royals, <laughs> suggest that they sign Dansby Swanson, the most Southern name of all time, <laughs> to a six-year, $150 million contract. And I love the idea. He is a gold glove caliber shortstop. Bobby Witt, that means, gets to play third. And he struggled a little bit at shortstop this year, just from a positional standpoint, not from a numbers standpoint. I know it'd be the richest contract in their team's history. So what? They could not have less going forward committed in contracts through the same thing we were just talking about with Clyde. Rookies and rookies and rookies and rookies and rookies and rookies, literally everywhere. They sent out a graphic today. It was very cool. They sent out a video graphic today of the year of the rookie. That's their entire roster. 
It's Drew Waters and Vinny Pasquantino and Michael Massey and Bobby Witt Jr. and MJ Melendez and so many other players who have just now gotten to the big leagues that shoring up your infield to the point that you might have one of the best middle infields and one of the best infields in general and certainly the best young infield in all of baseball, I like it. And I want them to, you know what it is, all this stadium talk and all this talk with John Sherman, I want them to be different once. And you know how being different once is? They're in the analytics game now more than they've ever been. Sign a player. Sign a big-named free agent. Give them money when they're young. Not wait till they're Jose Guillen's age and hope that it solves the problem. So a contract like that at some point in time, to me, they're going to they're need to hand that out. Uh, I'm but hoping, hoping it's for, for Bobby Wood Jr. A homegrown guy. Yeah, I'm hoping it's for Bobby Wood Jr. Um, I'm hoping at some point perhaps there's a contract if they don't end up having to move one of these young pieces uh, that it's for someone like MJ Melendez. If, they're, if you're telling me they're going to go on the free agent market – and spend the kind of money that, that that is speculating about, go get me a starting pitcher, please. You know what I mean? If like, they're spending $150 like, million, dollars, you want a starter? That's what I need. I need starting pitching. I think the lineup, for the most part, is kind of set, and, and I don't feel terrible about it. You need to have starting pitching that can pick up that streak of a week and a half where, unfortunately, some of these young stars, future stars, are struggling. Do you have the starting pitching? Because otherwise, we're going to be sitting here again in May and June and talking about, well, they, they're – they're scoring. They got four. The runs have four runs in the fourth inning, but they're down four to seven. But because already. how they because spend, I don't think they can weak. fix their starting pitching in a single season, man. Yeah, I, I really don't like Danzy Swanson's a hell of a player, no, no doubt. And it's not even a sure thing that the Braves don't bring him back. We'll see how that it's all plays. All that he declined the qualifying offer, or whatever. That's why everybody's which talking he should. About yeah, and that's why everybody's talking about him. But I, I think to me, if I'm spending that kind of money, it's what kind of starting pitchers can I go and get. But, I mean, look at the market value. Like, 150, you know, here's the difference, too, Gold. $150 million doesn't buy you any, doesn't buy you any pitching. Unless you're going to buy, like, three or four of them. Well, they do need two or three. Like, Carlos Rodon's market value prediction well, and spot track get, yeah, is, yeah, I know, I know. But just, well, it's $150 million. Yeah, so, yeah, like, it's not yeah, crazy. Yeah. $32 million. Justin Verlander's market value, $45 million per year, by the way, are these figures. Chris Bassett, I guess you could go get his market value. He's a 33-year-old starter from the Mets. His market value is $20 million per year. And people expect him to get a three- or four-year deal. And when you start going through the free agent pitchers who are going to be available, and it's not a really super strong class, by the time you start getting down to it, it's like, I can either add three guys who all cost like $15 million a year. I can just go ahead and dance be Swanson. And I think I'd rather just do that do you think, see, and I, hope that I, the new pitching coach can fix all of these starters I've yeah. been drafting. I know people are just like, sign a shortstop. You sound nuts. Bobby Wood Jr. was a below average defensive shortstop this year. It may be his I'm only not, weakness for the entire year. There is no way, though, I'm spending that kind of money on a infielder unless it's somebody that's already in the house. There is no way I'm You're giving that, that to MJ. You're giving that to Bobby. There's no way. Yeah. Bobby's I mean, not going to cost $160 million. Bobby's going to cost $250 million. I understand. But if they if, – if let's just, just – Pay them both. Let's play along. Well, I was going to say, though, play along with this hypothetical. They do what your what that hypothetical is in Science Swanson – I think that does have a serious impact on what the rest of the team, because they they could bring in somebody like him. I don't think that solves much of their problem, Cody. I think we'll still be sitting here bitching and moaning about the lack of starting pitching. That that to me is what it comes down to. If you think there's a chance in 2023 for this team, for this team to make, well, this is why they need it to also, I think, be willing to trade some pieces in this organization to go and acquire starting pitching as well. I don't think the solution is spending 150 million on another shortstop. I would say this is that depending on how they structure the contract, Bobby Wood Jr. is on, under contract for another six seasons. So 
there should be a way to negotiate both of those contracts that Dansby's here now. And then when Bobby Wood Jr.'s number starts going up, 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 Dansby's at the end of his contract, and it's not nearly the big of a deal it is now. I know it sounds nuts because it does sound nuts. They got a franchise-level shortstop in their organization right now, but he can just play third. And Dansby can play short, and Vinny can play first and DH. And the number one, two, three in their order can be Dansby, Bobby Wood Jr., and Vinny Pasquantino. And that starts to look like a major league lineup to me. Like, because they really, they haven't been a major league anything. And it seems like it's a lot, it feels like it's a much easier step towards major league lineup, quality lineup for a winning team. It's a much easier leap to get to for the Royals right now. Then how do we put together a, a playoff caliber pitching rotation that feels like more work well, of course it's more work I mean, it's not supposed it's not going to be easy more expensive uh, uh, more uh, work uh, harder to do all this sure things. but i just out of the teams that were even in the postseason this past year how many of them had the lineup but also didn't have the pitching you know what i mean like t- i mean i'm not even just talking about the astros They're, that's an outlier here their payroll is ridiculous but although i say that and they actually have a couple of young pitchers that are on very team-friendly deals in their rotation so I, as yeah, they i'll do. back up and as I, I'm they do still have a big that, payroll though um in general yeah yeah but like how many of these teams that made the postseason this past year uh would you say they'll didn't have legitimate two at minimum if not three no, starting they pitchers like that, that's the thing that's the astros my, had one of the best rotations i've ever seen and that's my my issue with though like we'll just make a lineup that looks more dangerous and legit uh, that I, I get it but if it's om- I almost want to say it's a waste to a certain extent if you're telling me that they're going to be rolling out where Brady Singer's their ace no problem that's okay not at all no no problem with that. that but then after that then what then what right now it's a big big question mark two three four five in the rotation it I have is. no idea you know if you want to tell me Granky comes back and he's my five okay but what does it look like two three four I Granky coming back, no problem, but he can't come back and be my two or three. He needs to be a four. He or pitched five. like a major league average pitcher, so he pitched yeah. like a three. But yeah. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hope that that's your thing. But you're honestly, you are legitimately banking on the fact that all they did was draft pitchers for three years straight, and you're hoping that whoever comes in here as the pitching coach and the new pitching coordinators and all that stuff, they're going to figure this out because that's to me, that's their only real path to fixing their pitching anyway. They can't spin their way out of it. Oh, cons- to These guys cons- are going to have to work. They can't spin their way out of it. Well, to be a consistent winner in general, they're going to have to develop pitching. I mean, for, for long-term sustained success that, that we know they've talked about, that, of course, is going to always involve them being able to develop pitching. And uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Coming up next, uh, we'll get to the random question of the day. And it's a test that we've been waiting to see for one rookie on this Chiefs team. And we might actually get it Sunday night. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. Back here on Cody and Gold. Coming up in 25 minutes, you'll hear from Andy Reid. Final word on the injury status for a couple guys heading into Sunday's game and maybe some more detail again on the McCall Hardman injury that has him on the IR. We'll also have Rob Collins from Fox 4, sports director at Fox 4, joining us in studio in the 1 o'clock hour. Last time he was in, again, he brought in uh, brought in some chili. Uh, looking forward to having Rob in studio. I don't think there's any chili coming this time, Cody. I don't think there's any of that this go around. Uh, I don't believe... I don't believe so either. Or well, least... it hasn't been confirmed, at least. <laughs> I think it's a no this time. He and I mean, bring in stuff every time he comes in. It seems I, like wouldn't hate it if, I, w- I wouldn't hate it if he did. I mean, as cold as it is in this building, a bowl of chili would be incredible. What, what are we going to do here? Are we going to do something about this, this weather? 
This what? The weather? The weather in this building. Oh. The temperature in this building. No, it's an ongoing problem for years. It's not all of a sudden going to be fixed. You know that? It's an ongoing deal. It's just a problem that we have to, you know, have to work with. What's the next game we're betting on, by the way? Um, bet some more basketball games later on this afternoon. College so basketball is insane. It's just on at any well, time these, of day. It does not matter. These early season uh, tournaments. tournaments. Yeah. yeah, and they've got some great games tonight. By They're the in way. Myrtle Beach during the day, and yeah, later on tonight there's some other. And of course, we're Maui's next week. What are the games tonight, Nick? That are good. Uh, Virginia plays a good team, and <laughs> I don't know. They're a good team. I don't know. So I don't that's know. Two good teams. There's a really good. Matchup between Virginia and Baylor, maybe? Is that right, Alex? I think that was the one we were talking about earlier. Today, yeah. I think I'm just going to fade the Virginia Green... Virginia-Baylor, 6 o'clock tonight out in Vegas. I'm just going to fade the Green Bay-Phoenix for the entire year. They're just yeah. never going to cover. Illinois-UCLA wow. Illinois, later on tonight, too. By the way, Cody, that's generally not how covering works, but I, I applaud your <laughs> steadfast strategy. <laughs> <laughs> You don't think that that'll work over the course of a year? I've already won. They already <laughs> betting betting against Green Bay has already won me money. I bet on Queens University of Charlotte. And Queens University of Charlotte. They came out victorious and they covered the eight points that they were having to give up to Green Bay. Queens University of Charlotte. Covered it easily. Uh, you, you could have made that name up earlier today and I would have been like, okay. Okay. I'll tell you right now, when the instant Google results is just that blank shield, like they don't even oh. have their logo ready to be populated for someone to see. That's all you need to know. Like that's all you need to know about Queens University. Do you honestly th- real question, how much do you what would what do you think the spread would be, real quick, between Queens University, whatever, and UMKC? I think UMKC would be oh boy, you know, Queens Queens three and one. Um hmm. hmm. They've beaten Marshall. I think the Ruse would be Clinton. I think, Marshall, I think the Ruse would be a three point favorite. 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 Okay. Okay. They covered last night against K-State. I want somebody on them last night, too. They did. They did. I, I bet on my the, Ruse. We'll I'm 3-0 g- oh, betting the Ruse <laughs> this year. So if you're looking for any college basketball advice, it's just me versus the Ruse. I've lost many of other college basketball bets. I am 3-0 and oh betting on the Ruse this year. All right. We'll get to the random question of the day in a little bit. Also, at some point today, it's been asked for throughout the show. Uh, people want to know if Nick will have eventually a response, an official statement mm. to the slander thrown his way from Fesco in particular. I'm having, currently having my legal team look over just okay. to make sure there couldn't be any possible litigation coming okay. from Fesco's side of okay. things. Okay, fair. So be hard some, for him so based on some, the amount of slander he's thrown at you. I know, I know, but I'm coming hard. So at some point very soon, we will we will get the official statement uh, from Nick towards Bob Fesco. It will refresh your memory of exactly what was said multiple times on the morning show about Nick and why it's prompted such a serious response and why it's needed in a, in a little while. Uh, but... Trent McDuffie, you know, gets the Jags. First time he really was thrown in his direction, and he made a play, and that was a great sign, a great test, as we said. But we've all acknowledged, like, wanting to see what he looks like against some legitimate top-tier wide receivers. And if you think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are playing in this game on Sunday night, then there you go. Hello. That's a hell of a test. But uh, we were talking to Pete about this earlier, and he talked it's to not someone out in L.A. And it, it's not, yeah, just because they're both practicing – not necessarily a guarantee, yeah, that, that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, either both or even one or the other, is playing. So if they don't play, then we're going to have to wait probably till the Cincinnati game. But otherwise, I, I really do want to see as much as 
I know the Chargers are more dangerous with Mike Williams. There's part of me that would like Mike Williams to play in a weird way, just to kind of see. I mean, what if you Trent just want the Chiefs to win, you hope that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams don't play. You're missing two of your top three wide receivers. Let them miss their number one and number two wide receiver. The difference between the Chiefs and the Chargers in this case is number one weapon. If we said that, the Chiefs aren't missing their number one weapon. Their number one weapon is still there. And honestly, maybe the Chargers aren't either. Austin Eckler has tended to be one of their more important players over the course of time, but they would be missing weapons two and three, and the Chiefs would be missing weapons, well, you know, two and four. So it's from that perspective, I do kind of get it, but I do want to know if McDuffie's going to hold up. And guys like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are more in line with the types of wide receivers they are likely to see in the postseason. Look right now at the teams that sit amongst the top. Tennessee, we can rule out for the moment. They've had pretty much no wide receivers all year. Their rookie just came back, had a good game. I'll wait and see before we have that conversation. But we know Miami's got wide receivers. We know that if they were to face the Chargers, they've got them. If the Cincinnati can get back in the postseason, fine. I guess if the playoff field stays the way it is and all of a sudden it's the Jets and the Patriots and the Ravens who don't have a great grouping of wide receivers, fine. Maybe you don't need the big test. But there are enough big names and the teams who have regularly bothered you in the postseason are the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And both of those teams have great wide receivers, including what those great wide receivers did to you the last two times you faced them. Last two times against Cincinnati, a mess. Last two times against Buffalo, a mess. Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs were both great. So to me, I want to see McDuffie in a real test. This would be a real test if either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams play. Yeah, just, I mean, think about the the conversation that we could be having on Monday. If, if one of those guys was playing in this game and does end up playing, and McDuffie either doesn't get thrown to, meaning he has great coverage, or if they do test him and he holds his own for the most part, or you know, we've, we've wondered who could maybe be the ball hawk all of a sudden in the secondary, if he was able to get a turnover and what that can really mean for this defense, bigger picture. It's really more about the rest of the season and the playoffs for, for him and seeing him progress and continue to get more and more confidence, which to this point in time, uh, Trent McDuffie is, I think, has done a very good job for, for the Chiefs, Chiefs defense. And we know Jalen Watson already faced Justin Herbert when he was filling in for McDuffie in week two and got that pick six for, for 99 yards after, I think it was what Gerald Effort is who uh, Justin Herbert was trying to throw the football to. So these teams play very close games typically, uh, but we'll find out there's a lot of injuries on both sides that need to be cleared up in the next couple of hours. And we'll get maybe some insight on the Chiefs and again, coming up in about 15 minutes from Andy Reid. But in the meantime, let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, Nick. And over in the J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, the random question today brought to you by the Windows Source of Kansas City. Now I'll admit that this is a little bit of a too good to be true, but I still think it could work, so I want to know if you're interested. Frontier Airlines is currently selling an all-you-can-fly pass for right. 599 bucks, An absolute steal. A couple of hiccups. There are blackout dates, not surprising, mostly around holiday weekends, and you can only book that flight 24 hours in advance. Yeah, see, that's... that's, that's. So... Are you interested in buying or would you be willing to buy this? Because if you just use it, as you know, twice, mm-hmm. you have paid for it yourself, but you have to use it twice, leaving no more than a day ahead of time and hoping that they still have open tickets. You understand why they're doing it. The seat would hypothetically be open. So it's not right. costing them more in order to do it. And this wouldn't include your baggage and stuff, by the way. So if you yeah. had baggage fees or those things, it's still be. But 599 bucks, all you can fly for an entire year. I think it's a smart idea on their part. They also claim that it's an introductory offer. Eventually, it would renew to $2,000. 
Uh, and then you don't have to renew it, but it would renew to 2000. I actually looked into this, and, he, and as someone in, that lives in Kansas City, I don't think it's worth it. Let me, let me tell you why. Why? Uh, not only is it the day before, as you pointed out, you have to book it. And so if, you, if they're sold out, then you're SOL. If you were planning, you just don't go, I guess. Or you go to a different city. Um, <laughs> like, I'll just go to a different city. As you said, your fine. baggage is not included. You still have to pay the fees and stuff on the ticket. So you're still at minimum paying $17 each way. So $34 a minimum. Okay. Um, the other problem is they don't fly that many places out of KC. Well, they fly more so to the new fly, airport? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. This starts in May, by the way, the, the program, even though you buy your ticket now for it or the pass now. But it's KC to like Denver. They fly to Philly. They fly to uh, – there's like one or two other – it's honestly four cities. So you're talking about four cities and a lot of them to Vegas is the other one. Because I was well, like, oh, for Vegas. Trust me, I looked last night. Here's the problem. It's a fly out on Friday, and sometimes the flights aren't until Tuesday. I need to be able to fly out on a Friday and fly back Sunday night. And so that's a problem for me as well. Because then you're, you're stuck paying an extra night's hotel, and then all of a sudden you start costing yourself more. So I'm out on it. Nick, now, Nick goes to Denver all the time. Couldn't you circumvent this system and just wait, book it, cancel your flight with Southwest or whoever, and then just bank that money for the next yeah, flight? But, but here's Feels the, like you could rig this system. But here's the problem with this. If it's anything like what Southwest does, like Southwest will run these sales where they're uh, selling flights for $49, and you think, oh, wow, i got to find it. You know when those flights are always at? Like 9 o'clock on a Saturday night. The time when nobody wants to fly. Yeah, it's going to be whatever's a, left over. And that, I would imagine that's exactly how this is going to be with Frontier. Also, I would imagine none of these are going to be nonstop. It's going to be like a 10-hour layover in Dallas to where you're flying for 11. Well, like, it's just whatever. I'm it's, a little skeptical as to how this is exactly going to work. If you were in Denver, I could see it being more beneficial because Frontier flies to more destinations out of Denver. Out of KC, it's four destinations. And to yeah, make, but I mean, you could hit a layover, like he said. I mean, you're not just forced. Frontier has other airlines. Like, if you fly to Denver, you could go to all kinds yeah, of places. But the past, the way the past, you would already have had. Like, you would have to hope that it all aligns to where it's like, oh, I'm going to fly that the night before, sure. Casey to Denver, and then then the next morning I can hop on and hope that I can also still get the flight from Denver. It's to, banking on a lot for a one day notice. Yeah, no, I I think it's kind of too good to be true, at least out of out of KC. I think you would have to be so unencumbered by a work schedule that you could literally just look up a flight on a Tuesday and leave that day and not worry I about did, it. I, just, I don't know how many people live that kind of life, yeah, but it's not I, me. I, I have like a normal job and I have to go to it. I have kids and a wife. I can't just like 24 hours ahead decide to do it. I think I would pass. I still think there's a way for Nick to rig this system. Yeah, but it, I, it's maybe, not perfect, maybe, maybe but. the Denver flights more often, but again, when I looked up on Vegas, the problem, they only fly to Vegas out of KCI from frontier on Fridays. And the return trip is only on Tuesdays. That's a problem. You, you're stuck on only doing it on Fridays and coming back on Tuesday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Vegas. Five days well, in it's Vegas. The, That's you got to spend marathon. money on. It's also that you got to spend more money on the hotel. So it, I don't think it's. I don't think it's worthwhile at all. I like the idea. Good for them. It's smart on their part. Are you even considering it, Nick? Did you look into the flights from Frontier to Denver? Because yeah, I would imagine yeah, you don't even need a bag. Whenever I, but here's the thing. Whenever you look into a flight for Frontier, they'll say, oh, this flight's for 156 bucks. Oh, you have a, one carry-on bag? You have a book bag? Well, 50 more dollars. Oh, you want to choose your seat? There's 30 more dollars. It's like Spirit that does that. It's just like, yeah. oh, by the time I get done, I'm like, oh, this is a $400 flight, and it's... I have no control. Yeah, and it's like 70-minute layovers in Dallas just to get to Denver. If I've found that most of the time, unless you can find really good deals, flying front, Frontier and Spirit are more of a pain in the ass than anything else. I mean, that's just like... No, if Southwest ever came out with something like that, that's a whole different story. Whole You'd different be all story. over it? No, they wouldn't come out. They don't need to do that. What if it's 1000 bucks? 1000 bucks for all you Southwest? 
But South, you had to book it a day in advance. Southwest, Same thing. Southwest, I'd be way more willing to do it because I know they have multiple destinations and plenty of flights each day, and I'm not stuck flying only on and one no day. And no back fees. So you and, know you're not dealing with that, and you know that the seating exactly. system works the way the seating system works. So you're not worried about See, I guess, someone's saying I would that. take small trips to Denver and Chicago. Again, Chicago's not an option uh, with this deal from Frontier. They don't fly to Chicago out of KCI. Frontier You'd have to not. go to Dallas and then Chicago or it's, Philly and then Chicago. I, I looked this up last night because I was like, man, this actually would be really interesting. I, I, and I was like, this isn't going to make any sense. It's not, I'm going to end up costing myself more money. Like it seems like a good deal, and then once you start paying I think for in bags, some cities, I really do. I think in some cities, this would be more beneficial. I just don't think... Out of KCI, it's as good because of Denver, the flight options. It's the hub. That, yeah, this Frontier's not a... Is that know, their hub, right? Denver's Frontier's hub? I think so. I think so. I mean, all the animals on the plane, you know? <laughs> just on the wings. right nature. On the wings or whatever. I've never flown Frontier. Uh, one time. they. I think they bought Midwest Airlines way back in the day. Midwest Airlines was still one of my favorite airlines ever to exist. Two wide, leather seats, Why? warm chocolate chip cookies. Those were the days, man. I've Midwest, Airlines. Midwest Airlines. I was a big fan of Midwest Airlines. Oh, there's some other people listening that know exactly what I'm talking about. Those chocolate Nick, chip, have you flown Midwest Airlines? chocolate chip cookies. Never were, even heard of it, honestly. Well, because they got bought out years and years ago by Frontier, I think it was. You never flew Midwest Airlines? Man, that was two wide, leather seats. I didn't seats. fly anywhere when I was a kid. Those, those are the good days, travel. When were you flying it? Uh, probably when I was nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, then they stopped. I, I got to look when they actually got bought out, but yeah, Midwest and the Midwest express. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. I, what I would give for a Midwest airlines these days. You want to find that cookie, huh? That's I mean, right. like the very first story on Midwest airlines includes a photo of the cookie. <laughs> See, it was a well-known item for them. It was a U.S. based air. It was, uh, let's see. When did they, when did they sell off here? Uh, they f- f- yeah, see, 2010 seized operations upon its merger with Frontier. 2010. So it's Frontier's fault that you don't get to fly Midwest Airlines anymore. I think so. And they didn't keep the cookies, so you're oh, screwed. Oh, man. Well, Rob Collins is getting ready to join us. Nick, do you have a formal statement drafted for <laughs> one Bob Fesco? I do. After, I, Do you want to fill people in what he had yeah, said about so, you? Yeah, um, so this all started last Friday. I don't know how the conversation came up. Oh, it was the Dan Orlovsky clip about him saying that Zach Wilson needed to grow the fudge up. So they put it out to the text line and the listeners asking them who they think needs to grow the fudge up. And somebody said Nick Schwartz, and Bob thought that was very funny. He said, oh, yeah, how did we not get that? And he said, Nick Schwartz, the type of guy who would start a bar fight and go outside, bum a cigarette off somebody and then just watch the fight from away while everybody else is getting into a scrum. Strong accusations. Strong accusation, and he has continued to hurl those accusations day after day after day. And you know what happens one time? I let it slide. Happens a second time, now you're getting on my nerves. Happens a third or fourth time. Mm. Uh-oh. A response. I need to Uh-oh. take action. So I have crafted an official statement to one Bob Fresco, <laughs> Fesco, as the text line likes to call him. Oh, music. I God, I didn't realize there was going to be music. Wow. Dear Bob, over the past week, you've leveled several accusations, serious accusations against me. These accusations are inflammatory, unwarranted, and most importantly, they are outright lies. I'd like to first address the accusation that you claim that I'm someone who bums cigarettes off people outside of bars. Not only is this untrue, I find it to be quite dangerous. 
According to the CDC, over 30 million Americans smoke <laughs> cigarettes on a daily basis. Smoking leads to disease and disability and harms nearly every organ of the body. Cigarette smoking remains the leading cause of preventable disease, disability, and death in the United States. Real funny. You think cigarettes are cool, Bob? <laughs> you think joking about cigarettes are cool? What do you even know about what's cool, Bob? Oh. oh. There's nothing cool about you, bud. Oh. You also accuse me of starting bar fights. That's also false. I've never started a fight in my life. But that's about to change. I'm not a fighter, but I'll tell you what. Run your mouth one more time and we'll find out what kind of fighter you are. Do you know how to take a punch, Bob? Keep yapping your gums and we'll find out real soon. Bob, they used to call you the bulldog. <laughs> That's laughable. You're more like a chihuahua. The only fear that you cause is whenever someone gets in their car at 7 a.m. and they fear that they accidentally left their car radio on 610, which would cause them to have to suffer through your mindless gabbing, even if for only the 10 seconds it takes them to turn the volume down. Your best days are behind you, Bob, which is why you have resulted to hurling baseless accusations against one of the most talented, handsome, and kindest employees in the history of 610 Sports Radio. You, my friend, are a talentless hack who I wouldn't let hold my jock strap. It's sad, truly sad, to see the levels to which you've stooped to remain relevant in this city. I'm coming for you, Bob. And when I do, you best believe I'll come correct. Watch your back, bucko, because there's a new king at 610, and when I take shots... I don't miss. Wow. Okay. Shots wow, have been wow, fired. Wow, 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 Back wow. towards Bob Fesco of Fesco in the morning. I can't wait to hear his response next week. You think he'll respond or just stop you, trying to pick a fight with you? That's what he should do. We'll see what kind of man you he is. You just took this up a notch. We'll see what kind of man he is. You just took, you, you just took this I thing like up a notch. I like that he waited. He just kept letting him throw jabs. Oh, another I gave jab. him a chance. Another gave him a chance another to jab, stop. Another jab, and he just kept saying it. Gave him a chance to stop. Man, that was aggressive. Tensions have never been higher between the morning show and the midday show. I like how the text I thought we had, a good, thought we had a good relationship between, between the morning show. <laughs> Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Coming up next, we will hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and Rob Collins from Fox 4. I just saw him walk in. He'll join us in the studio to talk Chiefs football as well. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.